This is Working to Beat. It is Friday, February 24th, 2023. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Catch-up show this week. As we get you through what is traditionally the slow days of the calendar. It's not as slow, but the Phillies are going to spring training. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about the Sixers, who had a big win last night against Memphis. They didn't look great in doing it, but found a way to get it done against the team that's second in the West right now. We'll look into the Eagles offseason. Um a little bit about what to expect maybe at the coordinator spot and kind of where some of these free agents are going. And that will be our lead topic because Eagles are usually our lead topic. And uh, joining me is always is my partner, Mr. Kern. How are you? I find it hard to believe that it's almost March. I know. By the way, and also at the end here, at the end here, we will talk about the fact that this will be a historic, barring some miracle, um, March for Philadelphia basketball, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, look, we haven't talked since the Super Bowl, and to be honest, I, you know, I, I did seven hours on radio last week, which was a week after the game itself. So, and I know you did a couple hours of radio. I don't know if I could add any more to it. Um, you know, they. I thought they were the better team. They lost to a great quarterback and a great head coach, and their their defense coordinator was too conservative. Uh, I I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add on that front about Super Bowl Fifty Seven? Well, look, it was two teams with the same record, and it was basically a pick 'em game. Same. Po- same amount of points scored, by the way, for yeah. the year or two. Right, you're right, and all yet yeah, all Philadelphia. And I, I understand. I understand why Philadelphia would think, you know, when we're now two and ten or two and eleven in finals since the Sixers won in '83. But that, that look, what happened in some other year has. I, I get it. We were excited. They were the best team most of the year. I would probably say, if Mahomes had not been injured, Kansas City might have been the favorite in that game. You know, um, and then what people would said. My thought is that, yeah, they lost to a great quarterback, but their quarterback played just as well, if not better. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest positive coming out of that game is that you have. Yeah, but it's, all, it's also, Kevin, to me, not a negative. I don't mean it this way. But your quarterback played, you know, as well as Nick Foles played. And, you know, you know for all – I mean, he outplayed Tom Brady. Your mm-hmm. quarterback could have been the MVP almost, except they're never going to give the MVP, you know – he had the fumble, but poor yeah. Chuck Halley's going to be the only one with that notoriety forever as the only Probably losing team in, MVP. In this day and age, it would have to be something really, yeah. You know, but you look at the game, the punt return, the, the play, um, the, the fumble, obviously. When, by the way, the Eagles had a third and one, we're lining up to do a quarterback sneak, and Salamelo, Salamelo, pronounced it wrong. Salamelo, he moves. The Chiefs pointed out the next play is a fumble. So the Eagles should have had a first down there. But, I mean, you can look at a million plays. This is what bothers me. The only thing that bothers me is Marcus Hayes wrote a really good column in the Inquirer about four or five days ago. And his basic premise was, get over it. Accept it. We can't do that because we're Philadelphia. And and I understand. If I hear the word conspiracy, Kevin, one more time. Uh, Mike, I, I, Mike, I know. And I, that's part of the reason I've kind of avoided talking about but that, it. Because... But I want to address it real quick. I'll, I'll do it quick. A conspiracy, people, if you want to be upset that that flag shouldn't have been thrown in that situation, I understand. I get it. You know, even when the defensive back says, hey, I, I held him, whatever. You, you, we could argue if, if I, we had 100 national people, 50 would say one way, 50 would say. So if you want to be upset, I think what America was upset about, they didn't see the chance for Jalen Hurts to see what he could have done to with respond. the ball. Yeah. Right? With, with a minute and a half and a, and a timeout. It's the least satisfying times. ending possible because it's just taking a couple knees and kicking a field yeah. goal with no yeah. time I, left. I mean, nobody wanted to see it kind of. And look, the, and the field was a disgrace. I get it. I don't think it's That's, a conspiracy. I think it's incompetence more than a conspiracy. But but what, I, what I've heard, and I've even heard some hosts say this, which is like, and I know things that some people tweet it, Immediately afterwards, and I get it. I'm watching the game. I'm sitting there like everybody else looking at 15 replays. 
I don't know if I would have thrown a flag and, and everybody in Kansas City would sit there and say, no, it's a flag. You know, the guy got, okay, whatever. Um, the, the point is, when you start saying the word, like I've heard, the NFL didn't want the Eagles to win. Uh, the, the, the officials didn't want, whoa, people, calm, like, I, and Mike, I, that, this is part of the, I don't even like giving this stuff oxygen. I don't. I'm going to give it 30 seconds. But Go. people, think about what you're saying. You're saying that before the game started or whatever, somebody said, no, you, it, it, people, just get realistic about it. And like I said, it's it, first of all, the Eagles would have been the better story, I think, from a national standpoint. But okay. But please, people, just read Marcus's column. And just accept the fact that it was a tough loss. We could have won. Maybe it'll win one next year or the year after or whenever. It's tough to get back. But, hey, you know, and we've been to two finals, and now the Sixers are going to try to make it three. Well, and, and let me get to a, a few things. And I didn't mean to do that, Kevin. No, I, I, I know. But... First time I've talked about it, and, and it just – people, come on, people, please. I would say um, – Shane Steichen is a huge loss because now you get into the areas where you're not sure about Sirianni and play calling and all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think they can overcome it. Not that I'm saying that she, uh, uh, Nick Sirianni is a bad head coach. I'm not. You think Johnson's going to get the job? I, I think eventually. Yeah. I think okay. they're, I think they're probably waiting to hire both the offense and the defense defense coordinators at the same time. Right. But that's good for Jalen, right? Yeah. If Johnson gets, the I job. would. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, you know, with no Vance Joseph now, with Jim Leonard out. Oh, he's out? Yeah, he because he's going to have hip replacement surgery, and okay. he decided it wasn't a good fit at this time, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, I, I, I kind of want to see an outside voice. And no, I don't mean Seth Joyner. With all due respect to Seth, no. This is not a training position. I, I did watch the Bullies of Baltimore a couple weeks ago on, on ESPN. That was pretty good, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I got to admit, Rex Ryan's intriguing. Isn't he going to get the Denver job? No. Vance Joseph got the Denver job. Oh, that's right, right, right. I can't see that happening. Though. I can't see I can't it happening. Can't happening. But you got to admit, not you gotta admit it wouldn't be the worst fit. Me, personally, I think Rex Ryan can coach defense. I think I he was great defense. His dad could coach defense, and he's not so, his dad. Let, let me point out the fact that everybody, well, you know, you're going to play forty six defense. No, 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 no. You're going to, you know, he played three four, a lot. Right. He played, you know, with that Baltimore defense, he played to the style of Reed and well, Lewis he's the kind and of Saragusa. That would fit in Philly is what you're trying to say. But what I think, what I, but I think more so, Mike, he plays to the strengths of the. I don't think it's a Rex Ryan defense. I think it's a, what kind of defense do I play to my uh, to the strengths of the people I have? And the strengths of the team next year could be different. It could. Yeah, could be different. But he also has a hell of a pass rush. Yes, he does. But I mean, Sweat's coming back. Reddick's coming back. He he better get something out of Jordan Davis. He well, better get something question. out of Jordan Davis coming up the middle. Hey, look, I wasn't thrilled with that pick when they made it, but I understood why they made it. And then, and I, and I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, a, you know. I, and I get the I, ankle may have totally screwed oh, him up. I just always worry. I like the fact that he played for Georgia's defense, and Georgia's defense was great and all uh-huh. that. Um, but again, the way thirty-eight percent of the snaps at Georgia. But go ahead. Yeah. And I, I know, I know all. And the Notre Dame safety was on the board, and I don't even know how he played this year. He had a good year. Yeah, I mean, that's the guy I would have taken. Uh-huh. And then you wouldn't have gotten... And I said that, guy. and I got screamed at, so... Yeah, oh, I, I, and I don't know. I'm not a draft guy, Kevin, but I, I just thought, to me... And I know they like to take defensive play, and I, that's fine. I mean, and, line guy. and, Mike, I'm telling you right now, at number 10, if he's there, I'm taking Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Uh, I would not disagree with you, but I've also seen some edge guys on their on the... How many more edge guys do they need? Well, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. I mean, I look. I get it. Brandon Graham's going to retire and all that. Yeah. But, uh, you I, know, at some point, at some point, address corner. You're going to need yeah. corners this year. And I'm going to say one thing about Jonathan Gannon, okay? And and this may not be popular, right? Because, again. You're, you're going to watch my head explode. Go ahead. What's that? You're going to watch my head explode. Go ahead. No, no, no. 
I'm going to tell you, because I, I, I listen to a lot of talk radio because I drive around. I've heard Jeff McClain talk about this, who I respect a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a colleague of mine. And uh, some other guys. I'm going to uh, – uh, Ross Tucker, who another guy who I think yeah, really I agree. knows what I'm talking about. And both those guys, there's been others, basically said the same thing, that we're overdoing it. That this team, if you look at what they did for the regular season, you know, you don't finish number two in the league in what, as a defense. And I get it. We don't like the way, and, and I'm not condoning what went on in, in the Super Bowl. I'm not condoning the fact that he didn't talk about whatever. But I think maybe be, we got a little too much into it for a team that basically performed pretty well. Mike, what good quarterback did he ever beat? Again, Kevin, I'm not – forget last year. Last year was a different year. They had different personnel. This year they had But he got personnel. gashed the same way. He always got gashed on that underneath give up. And look, I get it. You want to keep Mahomes in front of you. I completely understand. But – All I'm saying is, and I think this goes back to Sirianni. I think Sirianni wants to play that way. And the reason he wants to play that way is because he knows he's got an offense – that's going to put points up. They put 38, 31, and 35 up in, now granted, one of the, in the playoffs. I mean, so you're, all you're basically asking your defense to do is not give up 30. And I think Sirianni's whole philosophy is we're not letting people beat us. You know, we're not, you know, and there's no way that Gannon would be coaching like that if Sirianni didn't want him to coach like that because Sirianni would go into a room, I got to believe, and say, hey, Jonathan, you know, come on, man. Like, we got to change this. So, I just I respect well, Ross Tucker a lot, I uh, and I do too. But I, I'll also throw this: if you look at their schedule, who were the three best? Who were the three best offenses they faced all year? No, Kansas City was one of them. Kansas City's one, right? Dallas, yeah. Okay, without yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, Dallas yeah. with Dak. No, I no, on, I got on, you. On, on Christmas with, Eve, right? Right, they were playing Minshew. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And and I'll make the argument the Lions. Okay, yeah, all those teams yeah. went over thirty. Yeah, I know. And the Eagles were winning the Lions. I, I just, Kevin, I'm not arguing your point, but I just think in this town, he has become the focal oh. point of everything. You know, at some point, he doesn't fit the play. town. I agree. I, I was listening to somebody, and I'm 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 not going to remember who it was, but it was somebody like the players have the to win. And they said that they watched film of the game. And there was numerous occasions when Eagle players were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. Like two guys went into the same gap or some guy didn't guard this guy. You you know, in the two plays, obviously Kansas City scores when nobody's near anybody. All I'm saying is I'm not going to absolve Gannon. That's not what I'm trying to say. And I I agree with you, but I'm also going to step in on this, okay? And, And this is one player I'll call out. Yeah, there was been a lot of, uh, well, the D-line didn't get there, all that, right? But this is something that's happened in the uh, second half of the year. Where was Darius Slay? Where was Darius Slay? I, Kevin, I, I, look, I'm not going to sit here. He's 32 years old. Um, Going to make $26 against the cap next year. Well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe maybe they make a move. I I, I mean, Bradbury's probably not going to be here, I'm guessing. Um, There's a lot of, there's a few guys. But, but I, I guess what I'm saying, going into that Super Bowl, the one thing I thought was the biggest fallacy of all, mm-hmm. well, they're going to get to Mahomes. Mahomes can't move. Wait, whoa, whoa. He was sacked 26 times all year. Okay, now I know the field probably played something into it too, but there was like four or five times. Mahomes ran six times. All six were when he were flushed out of the pocket, right, including the backbreaker near the yeah. end. That's six times the Eagles got to him pretty, yeah. pretty much. And Okay. But what I'm saying is a guy was always sacked 26 times. They didn't have a completion more than 22 yards. Their whole game plan was not to throw long. So who thought the Eagles were going to sack them four times? I kept hearing this. Well, the Eagles are going to get to them. I'm like, no, they're not. Well, because if, they're not going to throw the ball deep. Well, but here's the other part. If you're not going to generate pressure, then you got to play You got to play tight man-to-man. I agree with you, Kevin. I, I, and and I they never adjust it. And, 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 and I, I look... I, again, I promised I wouldn't beat this into the ground. So it's all right, you're you're loud. But I am I am big on. They have to. I would kick the tires on Rex Ryan. I would. But that ain't going to happen. I, I I'm not disagreeing with you. 
that there's no way Nick Sirianni is hiring Rex Ryan. There, there's just it, it ain't going to happen. It's got to be an organization that yeah he's in he's going into his third year. He's pretty full of himself, and he should be. He got to the Super Bowl in the second year. I don't think he's going to bring a personality like Rex Ryan in here. No. That's just my opinion. I, you know, I, but but what I'm saying is okay. G- Gannon's gone now. He's coaching somewhere else. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's in, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. But all I'm saying is, if you didn't like the way the Eagles play defense, then it still has to go to the head coach at some point. It's just like well, yeah, and, and like I do offense, find I do find that he skated a little bit through this whole thing. I mean, Gannon's taking the bullets and rightfully so. Right. In a lot of ways, you know, at, at some point, the head coach who does have his ear, fo- his headphones in and is yes, connected to both sides of the ball, looks at John and part of my language goes, what the fuck, man? You know, or, or during the week, you know, you had two weeks, get ready for this game. And you knew what Andy's great when he has two weeks, right? We all know that Andy's a smart guy. He's got his flaws andy he's got flaws, but he's, he, you know, he's, going to go down as one of the top 10 coaches in the history of the sport. He might not be in the top three or four, but he's going to go, you know, down there somewhere. Um, but Gannon has to sit down somewhere. I mean, um, Sirianni say, hey, Jonathan, how, how are we going to attack this? Like, how what, what are we doing here? You know, they have no some way point to in the second team, half. Right? He's got to get on the quarterback head- has a bad ankle. Right. right? At, at some point in the second half, he's got to get on the headphones and go, what are you doing? I, hey, look, and, and the Eagles can change the, I mean, it up. But it's just like when the Eagles' offense goes well and Steichen gets all the credit, or mo- as he should. I'm not knocking it. But, again, at Sirianni, you know, he's, he's going with what Sirianni's comfortable with. Um, it's just like, why don't the Eagles run the ball? They don't run the ball. They come out and throw the ball to set up the run. Um, the Chiefs, didn't, Chiefs didn't let them run. But uh, think about this, Kevin. This is the last thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were up 10 at half, mm-hmm. having given up a defensive touchdown. The quarterback limped off. You weren't even sure what the heck was going to happen with him. Mm-hmm. And he came out in the second half and got outscored 21 to 3. Okay. 21 11. That can't happen. 24 11. No, no. 21 to 3, though, to start the set. That well, was okay. It went but from 20, a 10 point lead right. to an 8 point deficit. But it went to a 20. It was eventually 24 11 for the whole half. But okay. I understand that. But they, they came out and the Chiefs scored three no, times I, to a field I, goal. I, and now I've heard people say that, you know, he shouldn't have punted the ball when it was 4-3. Yeah, well, you know, come 35. on. Come on. No, I'm just telling you what people said to me because. Oh, I know. And people are. The, the philosophy is. People believe you should go for it on everything, every time, every time. Uh, no. No. But let me. I don't agree with it either. But what Dick Girardi's point was when we did our, our thing on Saturdays. If you don't make it, okay, and you're giving. Um, it's uh, more Mahomes time. The ball at the 35 or wherever it was. You get more. If you punt the ball. He goes, you weren't stopping Mahomes anyway. You were just making him drive 30 more yards. Now, and if you make it, you keep the ball out. I'm not saying it's right or wrong because the punt return killed him, right. you know, obviously. But, again, we'll see next year when they have a different coordinator. I, I agree with you. I don't think Rex Ryan would – I mean, me personally, I would think about hiring Rex Ryan. I really would. And I'm, I'm – Honest in saying that it's about a two percent chance, but I would kick the tires. Well, I would kicking the tires means you think it's more than a two percent chance. No, no, no. If I was in charge, I would. <laughs> I know. Look in. I I know this much. The Ryan's can coach defense. I know that. I I, I don't know about their offense. I mean, oh no, they were the, awful offensively. I mean, you know, when he's with the Jets, they got to two conference championship games. They won four road playoff games. With Mark Sanchez. I mean, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's who do you think is going to get the job? Do you? Do you I have no. Yeah. You know, no. if it was going to be Denar Wilson, I would think they would have done it by now. I don't think it's going to be in-house. I think the offensive guy will I don't, probably be I don't the think guy you could go, I don't think you can go to in-house hires. I don't. No. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, the, the, yeah, it's going to be the, the most important man this offseason is Howie. Because uh, Howie's yeah. got to figure this out now. You know, he's got to say, okay, we got a quarterback that's just earned himself $250 million, more or less. They've got the two wide receivers in the tight end and probably the line, unless Kelsey retires. Uh, and they did draft a replacement last year. They're probably going to have a new running back. And the defense is where you really have to figure out, you know, where these pieces are going, you know, mm-hmm. who's gone, who's not gone. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Let me – uh let me switch. Um, 
let me switch. Uh, I want to do a basketball 10 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. And obviously the Sixers on Saturday night will play Boston. It will be a indicator really of where they stand in the East. Um, you know, they have this brutal stretch in March. They get off to the good start last night in a sense of rallying from 17 down to. Is that game Saturday Memphis. here or there? It's here at 830. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, it it's strange. Like you, you, you you don't want to be sucked in, but then you see last night, and it's easy to get sucked in into what they could be. Um, what they, could they be? I mean, in theory, they're good enough to win the East. I think I think they're one of the best three teams in the East. You know, but what does that mean? Like my whole well, in, in a seven-game series, could they beat Milwaukee and Boston? And Boston. Because unless there's upsets, you're going to have to beat both those teams. And if, you know, assuming... I do, I will say, the one team that nobody's talking about in this, and I think is going, had got better last week, and part of it is, you know, they, they got deeper, was, was Miami. Yeah. Uh, and Cleveland's not bad. I mean, no. they're, they're, they're pretty good. Um, but again, it's... I think it's, Cleveland's inexperience will hurt it. My, uh, Miami has playoff experience, and they know what they're doing. I mean, people... You know, look, again, I'm listening to people today. And, and look, you should feel good about last night's game. You should feel good about the fact that they're like 28-6 and six or some goofy number in their last 34 games. That's they're, they're, But this team is about one thing. All right, it's got to get to it's got to get to the East Final. At least yep. to the East Finals. Because if they beat, let's say, Milwaukee and they get to the East Finals and lose to the Celts, okay, I'll sit here and go what? Yeah, they took a step, and but they, and then you go into the offseason and say, okay, what you know, what happens with Harden? What happens with the coach? Whatever. I, I'm just saying. So, well, the, the base the baseline has been established. The baseline is if you don't get past the second round, and it doesn't matter if it's Milwaukee or Boston, there, they're going to have to beat one of them. Yes, um, they are, unless there's an upset in the first round, right? But if they don't, but if they don't, but if they don't get past Milwaukee or if they don't get past the second round. Okay, this team as we know it, and I'm not going as far as what Marcus said of that Embiid will ask out. I I have no indication that's on his plans, and I'm down there enough that I think I would have a a decent read on it. I don't think that's at play right now, but Harden will be gone. Um, What I'm I'm saying, Kevin, is if they get past the second round. Right. and, And look, let's say Miami plays Milwaukee in the first round. You know, I mean, I, there could be upsets. I'm not saying there's going to be. I don't know what Giannis's situation is going to be. I'm assuming, like, all three teams are healthy, right? They all come in, you know, and, and we've seen with the Sixers, that's not always the case. But if they were to win their second-round series mm-hmm. and the city rejoices, and then let's say then they go and play Boston and lose. Right. You know, okay, well, what did that do for me? After five years of... of and, and, Mike, I would even say it would have to depend on how they played in that next series. Well, let's say because they lose in oh, six or well, seven. Well, well I, was I was just going to say, I was just going to say, if you lose in four or five, I think people are going to go, well, it's the same thing. But you if just, you lose in six or seven, then you say what? You say we took a step and what? We're closer. You know, it, yeah, but what does that do, Kevin? That, so you come back next year and try to do it all over again? I, I mean, for the fifth year in a row or the sixth year in a row? Because this is how long it's been. Well, I, you know, Toronto, I just I get the sense that, look, it's going to be a different crew anyway because James Harden, James Harden, all this noise that James Harden tells me, he is gone. When, yeah, but if they get to game seven, like I said, you're probably right. And he's playing really well. I mean, he's right. playing well. But, again, like everybody says, they got to get past the second round. Okay, I get that. But if they get to the third round and lose – you know, okay, I took a step. Well, oh, I think, again, I think it that. depends on how they play, even it, in a loss. It reminds me a little bit, Kevin, when we covered Nova in 16. And everybody's like, and, and I knew they weren't losing to Iowa, but they lost to uh, the You were one years, of us. <laughs> and we all sat there and said, well, you know, you can't lose again. And they didn't. We didn't know they were going to win the national title, but whatever. But what if they had lost the next game? You know, what if they had lost to Miami? Then we would have said what? Like, Okay, that was great. You got past the second round, you know, but. So I'm just saying, if, if the Sixers, 
to me, almost have to get to the finals for me to say, yeah, okay, you accomplished something. And if they lose in the finals, you you know, you lose in the finals and they could win in the finals. But again, they, they, nobody, I, until they show me they can win a second round series, I, I'm, I, I'm just going to be, have my doubts. That, that, and that's just me having seen a, uh, the Blues in, in, in 18, mm-hmm. having lost in 19 on four bounces. Um, I don't even count the bubble year because that was what it, whatever it was. Losing to the Hawks, yeah. you know, and then last year losing those final two games to Miami. Um, and I get it. They had they were dealing with Ben last year. I, what has this team showed me? Nothing. Okay, so here's your chance. Yep. Show me. You know. Um. Yeah, and, and again, you know, it's funny hearing George and Yang today on, on with Kincaid uh, bring up the fact that it's a different atmosphere. It's you know that they're not bogged down by the questions on Simmons and all that. But the closer you get to the finish line and the closer you get into the when you get into the playoffs, this is going to be the main topic. This is going to be the one that's going to hover over them. And what, then, what, and then what, the hover. Well, the, the, the second round thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it's hovering right now. Uh, but I, it'll get turned up about seven notches and it'll oh, be absolutely. way more absolutely. distracting than any Ben Simmons question they think. Absolutely. Um, and by the way, they, 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 you know, we debated it probably at the time what they could. They did get the best of that trade. Oh, they did. Well, Although it, 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 Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and the more we learn now, it's it's just you know, and and what I a waste! What, what a waste! Well, what what a is. waste! What a waste no, of talent! Yeah, and and I think one thing we don't do enough because again, we need we need scapegoats in this town. It's what we do. We got Gat and Doc gets killed, and I I understand, and sometimes he. Had, but he had to deal with that whole Ben thing for like the last year and a half before Ben got traded. Mm-hmm. I think Doc, the Doc that we're seeing this year, it's a little different Doc. He's not quite as um, ornery with the media. He's not. You know, oh, Eskin you know, hasn't been around as much, but go ahead. Well, it doesn't seem like it, yeah. at least, you know, because he's not dealing with the Ben question. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and, and I just think that sometimes, again, we latch on to our villains in this town, right? Like Reese Hoskins is a villain. You know, because mm-hmm. he can't play defense. I get it, but he hits 35, you know, whatever. Um, Gannon's the, you know, I, I understand why guys become villains. I, I don't, you know, it's not that hard. But I'm just saying is, you know, I think if they don't get past the second round, Doc ain't back. No, um, Harden's and, and not back. To, yeah, and if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not sure what to think. Because at that point, I don't know. Right. You know, um, but let them get past the bus. And I just don't, in my heart of hearts, I just have trouble believing that they can beat the Bucks and the Celtics back to back. I agree. I believe they can beat one of them. I- I'm just not sure they can do. The, the That's why steps. a game like Saturday night is so important because of the fact that it gives you a, a, you know, look, they're three back of Boston, and is it unlikely because of their schedule they could catch Boston for the one seed? Yeah, but if you want to dream of going to the NBA Finals. Getting that one seed is so important because just let Boston and Milwaukee beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, but we said that two years ago. I get it. It's the same exact scenario. And then they lost to Atlanta. I think you just took the words out of my mouth because I sat and I said, the Bucs and the Celts are going to beat the crap out of each other, and they did. Well, the Bucs and the, the Bucks and the Nets did, yeah. Bucks and the Nets, I'm sorry. Yeah, with the Kevin Durant and his foot on the line and, yep. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the Sixers lost to Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, come on. That's why that one still bothers me more. more than yeah, for all the people who talked about how the Super Bowl bothered them, it bothered me for a night, and then I was fine. Yeah, but the Super Bowl was the difference is, Kevin, if you win the Super Bowl game, you there's a chance. If you beat the Hawks, you still would have had a Yeah, but everybody year. everybody else has talked about, like, in the framework of all-time Philadelphia. No, it's not. It wasn't. You know what I think was really bad, and I think we've kind of – the last two games last year against Miami, when they had even the series – and and they and then they rolled good. over. And and then they rolled they, over. They, you're exactly right. That yeah. I, I couldn't. Put, and, and they went. They went four paws up. Absolutely. I couldn't. I couldn't watch. No. I mean, it was it was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It really was. And and so all they've given me in the last two or three years is embarrassment at the end. 
Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, good. somebody's either, uh, you know, if they play like they did last night, yeah, that's great. Everybody was all excited today. Yeah, right. I get it. Give Embiid looked great. Harden looked great. Maxi was okay. Um, Tobias played well. Tucker played well. I mean, yeah, that's the team we want to see. Now, can they do that for four out of seven back-to-back-to-back? I, I, I don't know. Uh, segue. Um, speaking of disappointing. All right. We are one week away from... We are two weeks away from Selection Sunday. Um, nobody at least... Are on, you serious? Hold on. It's two weeks away? or Yeah. I thought it was three weeks. Oh. Oh, my God, Kevin. Wow. I didn't realize. Okay. All right. As of now, no local teams in. Uh, is I don't there, even think any team's close. Well, Penn, Penn is tied for first in the Ivy. Yeah, but I don't count Penn because they have to win their league. And they got to win at it's the tournament's at Princeton this year. Yeah, and I think they, they have, have won eight in a row, Mike. What's that? They have won seven or eight in a row coming into the league. Oh, they're weekend. good. They they would have they were either they were either number one or two coming into the year, right? In the preseason poll, whatever. That, you know, Steve's got a good team. There's no doubt about it. Um. All right, so there's different questions here, okay? One, is Penn the most likely to pull something out of a conference tournament and win it? A. Uh, I'm not sure of Drexel's situation. Um, but they're like fifth in the – or fourth or it, fifth in the CAA. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the year they got – And the CAA is tough. I mean – Yeah, they were six two years ago, but they, they – pulled. Yeah. yeah, but that was the pandemic if year too. If you're asking me, is Penn's chances better than Villanova's or Temple's? Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say so. I don't know how much better. You know, I don't know if Temple can go into the American tournament and win three or maybe four games. I, I, I don't even know, like – how that stands. I mean, they did beat Houston uh, and they played Cincinnati. They're a weird team, man. I mean, they, 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 you know, they played some really good games and then they've got those horrible losses. Well, and I, and I, and I, I talked to somebody today and it's, it's sad when you think about it, but the, the questions at temple and obviously look at temple right now, there's a much bigger question after what happened last weekend beyond basketball. It's not anything in, right. close right. in importance. Yeah. I want to state that. But their AD's a year and a half in, correct? Sounds right. He has dispatched a ton of people at, at in their athletic department. I was not aware of that. So uh, I mean, there's been a lot of turnover in different parts. Okay. Okay. I'm not there anymore, so yeah. No, no. Yeah. And they're in a tough spot because, like, I don't think it's Aaron's fault. Aaron's best team was the one that got shut down probably during the, the pandemic year. Um, you know, or, 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 you know, that year after they played fairly well towards the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that Temple program is right now. They're really tough to get a read on, and a conference where it's tough to get a read on anybody, to be honest, we're not Houston. It will be changing. Yeah, it will be. You know, I mean, it'll be a different conference because Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida. But, Temp- won't be. but Temple's best player is now apparently off the team. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they go and beat Houston in Houston, and then they, they you know, yeah. Well, you just chalk the Houston game up as one of those things. I yeah. Mean, that, you know, and and good for them. I mean, that's that's great. But as I said to somebody after that, they go, "Oh, this is you know." They said, "Well, they got to play Houston again." And they lost by like fifteen or whatever it was. But to be honest with Kevin, I am not there often enough. Right, not there at all to know. I, I watch from afar. I read stories. I love Aaron. Aaron's one of my my all time. I love favorites. Aaron too. Yeah, I don't know about the athletic director. You know, these things you're telling me are, are kind of a little new to me. Um, I, I hope some of the people I like are still there. Well, yeah, and, yeah, the people we know, okay, are still there. I, I'm saying like. I believe they changed their women's coach last year. They've changed. Uh, they've had issues with the women's team this year too. Yeah, I mean they they've changed some of the other you know Olympic sports for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I, and I don't know how like the NIL thing affects them. You know, like there was a, a story in the paper today. I'm not sure who wrote it uh, about how Villanova now is you know Ashley Howard and, and that Randy was what Floyd. I was going to get into next. Okay, well go ahead, get into it. 
Well, you know, I think we're looking at now with Nova. Look, Jay Jay was a different animal. Jay was able to get whoever he was because he was Jay. Um, but it's a different landscape than even when Jay took him to a Final Four last year. And it's I don't think it's a knock on Kyle, but they're not necessarily in a spot where they can compete at the same level that maybe Villanova people think they should. Well, you know, look, Cam, Cam, and you and I talked about Cam Whitmore before. Cam Whitmore has a lot of talent, but there's been a lot of nights where I don't know if he knows how to handle Cam Whitmore. But that's me. And and, and he was hurt, and and you know, again. Jay took them to levels that, and I know Villanova people don't want to hear this, but it's they probably shouldn't be at. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they can't compete and be a national program. I don't mean it that way. But when you're a number one or two seed five straight years, which they were, that's pretty incredible to me. It's almost like you what know, Gonzaga will find. Gonzaga will find this out when Mark Few leaves. It's going to be the same uh, deal. Yeah, probably, but. And again, like you said, it's not so much just Jay leaving, but the landscape of college basketball changing. Where, and I don't know if Villanova is going to be able to recruit, even if Jay was there. Yeah, you know, I've heard people tell me this. Some opinions I really respect. Uh, one one guy who we both know, who we both respect, said that that even if Jay was there, they would not be a tournament team because of the fact that the recruiting was going to start drying up. Well. The way it was put to me, well, it was similar. Was it, first of all, maybe Jay saw this coming. Yeah, that was also mentioned. You know, person said to me, this team would be a tournament team with Jay, but they'd be like an eight seed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they wouldn't be, you know, a three seed. Um, and, you know, whether that's true or not, look, I, I'm not going to cast aspersions on Kyle. I don't really know. I know he did a great job at Fordham last year, and Fordham's doing well this year. But apparently the story that I think Jeff Nyberg wrote earlier this week was that the prospects for next year don't look very good. That, to me, would be more of a concern because if you have two bad years in a row, you know, that begats three bad years. You know what I'm saying? Jay, Jay told me one time, I'll never forget this, when they had that really bad year in, in 12, I guess it was, right? And then they got to the tournament the next year and, and they lost in the 8-9 game to Carolina. Right. And he just said Arch, how Arches Arches freshman year, right. Right, and that was your LaSalle was also out in Kansas City and yep. made the Sweet 16. He said how important that was to make the tournament that year just because when you don't make the tournament, people start forgetting about you. Yep. And especially when you're Nova. So they're probably not going to make the tournament this year. I mean, they could. You know, they, they could. They probably have to win their conference, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're at okay. 500, so. And they probably won't, but they could. You know, I mean, they've been playing – they have their moments, okay, both ways. But then if you go in the next year, I mean, I, I don't know what Moore's going to be like next year, if he even plays next year. I mean, I'm assuming he can't because he can't. They're losing their two top scorers, right? Mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore's probably not going to be there. Well, that's you're losing a lot from a team that, that is going to be a 500 team. And are they going to hit the transfer portal? I, I, you know, they're going to have to. He, yeah. I mean, he, he, and apparently that's what Kyle did up at um, Fordham last year. Because I guess the cupboard was bare. I, I I don't know. But I think that's a tough way to live. It is. I'm not saying you can't live that way. But, and again, like you alluded to when you started the segment, Kevin, the NILs and stuff. So you're going to go out and recruit kids that maybe are looking for stuff? Well, here's, here's the other part. They want. And you, you live this more than I did. I got there at the end. Right, as, as Jay's worst year and the reason Jay was able to turn it around was Jay wanted people to buy into the system. He was not Mr. One and Done. He was not Mr. Portal. No. Uh, before the portal happened. But you know what I mean. I mean. Yeah. He, he built a cult. Well, look at it this way. I remember. It was Jay all about culture. Me, right. When they made the final four in 2009, mm-hmm. Jay changed the way he recruited. Yep. Because they, they weren't beating the teams that had big guys like Carolina, Kansas, those are the teams they were losing to eventually. And so he changed his recruiting a little, and it hurt him. And he said to me, he goes, I'm getting in with kids I could never get in with before. I remember there was a big guard out in Las Vegas who ended up going to uh, Texas. But anyway, he was getting in with these kids, like really high, really recruited kids. 
you know, Josh Hart was like the 69th best recruit in the country. Yeah. Jenkins was like the 70th best recruit in the country. These guys were not, for the most part, you know, those guys. Darren Hilliard was not a big-time recruit. I had somebody tell me they didn't think Darren Hilliard should even be a Villanova. Mm -hmm. He turned into a really good player. And then they got Jalen. And again, they got Jalen in part because Ricky Brunson kind of screwed up to go into Temple Park. But okay, whatever. And I think Jay was great, like you said, winning without superstars. Because he bit, he built kids, and a lot like John Chaney did at Temple, only a different, totally different way of playing and everything. You did things Jay's way. Mm-hmm. How many times did you hear this, Kevin? Like, if, if the pregame runs were basketball. scheduled for 12 10, you better beat her at 12 10. Oh, Don't yeah. beat her at 12 12. Um, we've heard his practices were hard. Um, he was not an easy guy to play for. No. Everybody sees the Jay Wright, the great Jay Wright, and we know he is a great guy. But, you know, it's, it's, I used to say it about Fran Duffy. Everybody, oh, Fran's a good guy. See, have you been have you been in one of his practices? So yeah. If you ever sat behind the huddle of a dumb fuck. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. He was worse than Cheney in a lot of ways because you didn't expect it coming from Dunf. Oh, he was dead. No, he was definitely worse than Cheney. Yeah. There, there's no there's no doubt. But in a good I mean, I'm not knocking Fran. No, no, I'm not knocking Fran yes, either. I but know. Fran's language, everybody you expected John you expected John to drop some language. You don't expect it from Fran, and when it does, it takes you back. I told somebody one time when he first went there, and they go, oh, well, yeah, we got an Ivy League coach. I said, listen to – and they came out after, like, the first practice. He goes, can you believe that? Yeah. He, he's worse than – I said, well, yeah, that's Fran. That's – I mean, Vince Curran used to tell me stories from the Penn days yeah. that were precious. But – so Kyle is going to have to establish whatever Kyle's going to have to establish. And you, you're smart enough to know, and I'm smart enough to know, the guy that replaces Jay is usually the guy that gets sacrificed. That's just the way it works. Yeah. Right? It, look, it's hard. if it's this way next year, Kyle's going to have to answer some stuff. Well, I mean, look, I always felt bad for Steve Lapis when he replaced yeah, Raleigh. Raleigh. And Steve had some good teams. That just Steve went. Steve won an NIT his third year, right? Uh, let me see, 93, 93. Well, the, the, his third year, I think, was Was the that the Old Dominion won. team? I think that was the Old Dominion. And people kill him for that. That happens in the NCAA. They won the Big East title. You know how many Big East titles they won before the Big East title changed? I think they won two. So, and then you had the good team in 96 and the good team in 97, and they lost in the second round. Again, we're talking about second rounds. And then it just kind of didn't go smooth enough. The one year they missed the tournament because of that Miami game where they got the bad call. But anyway, then Jay comes in, and Jay's first three years stunk. Jay didn't do anything his first three years. And then, you know, we're talking about now guys in the Hall of Fame. So, I just it, – it, somebody has to be the guy to replace Joe Paterno, right? I, somebody has to be the guy to replace Jay Wright and John Chaney and on and on, name all the names. Well, that's what – Kyle couldn't not take the job. Yeah. By the but, way, next week ahead. next week is obviously the event I think you and I miss the most. Big East Tournament? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was weird for me, Kevin, because I was never up there – for the finals, usually because it was a Saturday Sat- and the Daily News didn't have the Sunday paper. Right. So I would go up with you guys on Thursday and to sometimes Friday and go to Trey Calori and do the whole thing. And I, I got to be honest with you, Kevin, the, 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 the most fun I think I ever had going up there and we was the year St. Joe won the, um, the A10. The A10. And that's yeah. the same year that Villanova won the NCAA. We were up in Brooklyn. Did we have a good time? Oh, we what? had a great time. Yeah, it was just and and they were so. We had a great time in Louisville. What's that? We had a great time in Louisville. Yes, we did. But watching that Houston win that A ten tournament that year, to me, was just one of the best things I ever covered. And then you know, three weeks later, Villanova's cutting down the nets in Houston. Houston, yeah. Tournament is back in Houston this year. What's Uh, that? Tournament is back in Houston this year. And Houston has a chance to be there. Be there. Yeah, I think they're. I think they might look. They've been in the final eight and a final four the last two. years. They should be a one seed. Oh, they're going to be a one seed. No, I they don't make, know if it's a lead pipe lock, but okay. Well, I think if they. I mean, if they lose in the quarters or something of the American or Kansas, I, mean, I think is a strong shot to be the number one overall. I, I think it's going to be Purdue, Kansas, Houston, Houston UCLA, or Arizona. Eh, one of those teams, maybe, yeah. you know, um, but again, if you're a two seed, I don't think there's a real big difference between no. being a one and a two. I, 
That's just me. And Zach uh-huh. Eady is going to be something for America. Look, I don't think a lot of people stay up to watch Purdue every night. Zach Eady is going to be something that's going to be take the nation by storm if Purdue gets on a run here. Yeah, and Purdue historically uh, underachieves in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've been a bad tournament team. We'll get into the tournament. We, we ought to get your uh, your buddy, Mr. Girardi, on. We ought to get Mr. Jensen on next week. I think Mr. Jensen would be – because. Dick's probably got so many things going on with Penn State. Yeah, they're they're they may be the one local team that goes. They're, they're um they they have a game tonight. I believe. No, uh, they, they played last night, night at Ohio they had State. A big win. They played Sunday against somebody that I think they should beat. I'm trying to remember who the hell it is. Um, they are they're they're, they're pretty much on the bubble. Yeah, they are. Now, I don't know what they have to do. I would say um, probably get to the Big Ten semi, but. Um, yeah, I don't see I, I, I'm not paying enough attention to across the country, Kevin. Right. But I, I think I'm fairly confident in saying right now as we speak, they have a better chance of getting in than Villanova. Well, I think that's a given. Yeah. Um, because the Big Ten's going to throw. And, and by the way, the whole Big 12 should just be in the tournament. I agree. Um, what, a, what a conference that is. Jeez. And, and by the way, I saw the kid for Alabama last night play, and I, and I, I know we, we could go for an hour no, the whole no uh, yeah, I know. Is he good or what? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I I, I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm just talking about his talent. I'm I know, not, I know. You know, and that's, like I said, when I see Cam Whitmore, and maybe I'm being unfair, I don't mean to be, but if you're going to be a lottery pick. You got to be as good as that guy. Yeah, well, I hear you. Maybe not as good as that, but I mean, I've seen nights where Cam had like eight points and five boards, and yeah. I'm kind of like. You know, against a Big East team, and I'm like, okay. But then I see times when he does like a highlight film. You know, right? I'm like, okay. I, you know, we'll see. I guess. And now it's time for Mr. Kern's annual thing on spring training and how he doesn't care. Correct? No, I, it's not that I don't care. I don't care about anybody's preseason. I know. I don't care about the Sixers. I don't care about the Eagles. You know, when, when the Eagles are in August, I could care less. What anybody, th- this year, obviously, there's a lot more excitement because of what happened last October, Yeah, as there should be. Yeah, And the fact that they're going to be, look, on paper, they should be in contention, right? They, they I don't know if they're going to win the division, but they're a good team. You know, people forget because of what happened last October, their regular season, nobody was excited. No. Nobody was going to the games. Um, And then they had that, Octo- that magical October, and now they got Trey Turner who might be the most impactful acquisition of the, of the offseason. Would you say that? I mean, is there... Yeah. You, um, well, you can make the argument Verlander for the Mets, but yeah. Yeah, but I'll take or the DeGrom for the, or the Yeah, or DeGrom. Yeah. But of the everyday players, I agree with you. When you look at their lineup, and I know we said the same thing last year when they didn't have Trey Turner, and they went out and got Castellano, and they went out and got Schwarber. But when you look at their lineup, and I know they have problems defensively, and they've shored up their pitching, it seems like. I mean, their pitching seems like it's a little better. Um, their lineup is like, and I know Harper's not going to play until the you know the All-Star break and he's going to DH. But, my God, when you get Harper in there, assuming that Harper, you know, is Harper, Turner, Schwarber, I don't know about Castellanos. We'll have to see. But I can't believe he's going to be as bad as last year. Right. You had Hoskins, um, you know, the catcher. They're good. They're really good on paper. They're good. I know. And this is without Harper until probably mid-June. So. Yeah, and they played the Yankees in the second season. I would, and, and for the record, would not rush Andrew Painter up. Would not. Just, so you don't think he's going to be on the um, the opening day uh, roster? No. Okay. What do you think about the uh, the two pitchers? This guy Song and the guy they got in the offseason. Um, uh, the starter, Ty- Taiwan. The I think Taiwan Walker will be decent as a four. Okay, Son. I look. It's too early in the game to to guess they where he's to, going. They have to keep him, right? If yeah, they, they do. They so do. He's like he's I want like that outfielder they got from the Dodgers, but worth right. I I wonder. I, <laughs> this is very sinister, but I wonder if you're going to see a mysterious injury that puts him on the sixty day to yell. Well, they can't do anything that's going to get him investigated by Major League Baseball. Well, a guy the guy hasn't pitched since 2019. I understand that. It's a long shot. But right. if you if you like the prospect that much, 
you may try to. No, they have to keep him on the twenty-six man roster. Yes. Well, let me ask you a question: Who would the twenty-six man be that they would not keep? Probably a reserve bullpen piece. So and they're actually deep in bullpen this year. They're going to go six if, or seven if, deep. If, well, but that what I'm saying is, if like you a think Sam Coonrod or something. I guess Coonrod's not with him, him anymore. But how long do you have to keep him on the roster before the whole year? You have to keep him the whole year. Okay. I lived so I through the Tyler Goodell era, so I know this these rules left and right. So I mean, yes. You think of some of the moves here. We talked about Howie's off season, and it was it was a great. Oh, Dombrowski's been awesome. Oh my god! I mean, like Kimbrel. Like, Soda, Soto. Soto. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they have a chance. Now, again, things are going to happen. Guys will get injured. Guys won't play. Like, you know, Castellanos last year, we, we never thought he was going to be like that. But, okay. But just looking at it, I mean, they're a pretty good team. Now, the Braves could be a pretty good team. The Mets could be a pretty good team. Um, the Phillies could face the Grom in the opener if the Grom's not hurt. Because he's already got something. I don't know. They they had something about him. Right. And this year it's a completely different year because of the schedule. You know, it, 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 the Major League Baseball is going to have a whole different look aside from the rule changes. Yeah. You're, you're playing teams. And I like, want I want to save the rules changes discussion until oh, as we get closer to the spring training or to the regular know, season. I think some of them are. Old, yeah. I mean, but the, the fact that you're going to play every team and you're not going to play the division teams as much. I don't know what kind of effect that's. Is that going to help the Phillies? Is it not going to help the Phillies? I, I don't know this. I, I, you know, me personally, I'd rather have them playing teams in their division. Um, because you know, if hey, if you go and you're better than the Mets and you beat the Mets head to head, well, you know, it's, but that's me. I'm a traditionalist, so you know, anything that they fly by me, is, you know, they're going to fly by me. But um, I, I think, look, hmm. I, I think they they should be in the playoffs. Whether they're a wild card or whether or not the chat, I think I heard this, Kevin. In the last fifty years, mm-hmm. two National League teams that lost in the World Series have made it back to the World Series. It's some goofy stat. The Braves in ninety in ninety one and ninety two, right? Um. Uh, ooh, 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 the Dodgers. I, I, I wish, I don't know. Dodgers in 17 and 18, yeah. It's just the same thing the Eagles are going to go through yeah. next year. The Dodgers right? the Dodgers made it in 17 and 18. They lost to the Astros, and then they lost to the okay. Red Sox. Well, then, yeah, it doesn't happen very often, though. It doesn't Asterisk. really happen. Yeah. And, and people got to remember, the Phillies went on a magic carpet ride last yeah. year, and that's fine. You're allowed to do that. There's no rule that says you can't do that. But it, the Eagles will face the same questions because, obviously, not very many teams lose a Super Bowl. Nope. Now, Cincinnati almost did this year. Yeah, they I mean, did. they came very close to doing that. Yep. Um, but it's a good problem to have. Yes, it is. You know, I mean, think about where we are in Philadelphia right now. Right. Uh, you know, you have a basketball team that, that has a chance. They got a chance. The football team got to the Super Bowl. Pr- probably should have won. Yep. Uh, the baseball team was up 2-1 to one in the World Series, having just hit five home runs at and they, home. And then got no hit. Yes. Yeah, but, um, uh, you know, yeah. we've had a lot to get excited about. Yes, we Let's have. Let's put it that way. Let me, uh, let me wrap this up with a couple things. One, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we will be back hopefully next week. Hopefully we can get Mr. Jensen on. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. And, uh, and next week is probably early enough that he's not worried about going. Well, he might not be going anywhere. <laughs> what did well, I just say? He might not. Be hello, going. Garden. Maybe That's about it. Maybe well, Brooklyn, I guess for the A ten, maybe. But um, uh, what to cover LaSalle and St. Joe for a day? Yeah, well, um, we did that. We did that. Mike and I did that in Pittsburgh in seventeen. I guess it would have been my last yeah. year. I thought. we we drove out to Pittsburgh. We 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 were there less than twenty four hours, and then come back. Come back. Um, I, I want. I want. There are a few other points here. Uh, one, thank you to Michael for being uh, understanding. Uh, I've been swapped. Obviously, for those of you who have known for the last six months, my mom has been uh, under the weather. She had surgery this week. She actually got home tonight uh, and is doing much better. Uh, yeah, and you teach and you do stuff on the weekends. You're yes. allowed, Kevin, and you cover games down at the. You know, you, you've got a life. Yeah. You're, you're well, <laughs> that's up for debate. So, but, uh, well, yeah, whatever. An existence. How yeah. about that? Is that a better um, 
one thing I didn't get a shot because we haven't been on the last couple of weeks. Um, I wanted to send my best wishes, and I'm hoping at some point we'll get him on the podcast at some point in his retirement to Angelo Cataldi. Uh, without Angelo, uh, I would not have certainly been able to get on the radio as much as I did because Angelo was more than gracious and inviting me on to talk Phillies when I was the beat writer at, at Bucks. Um, and he's also been really good to this podcast the couple times he, we've had him on here. Um, and he's a figure, he's an institution in Philadelphia at 33 years. Um, there was something kind of fitting about him going out after the Eagles lost to Andy Reed, um, which I knew probably drove him crazy. Uh, but Angelo, a lot of things things drive Angelo. Yes. Uh, Angelo was one of a kind. Uh, I do not envy the crew who's replacing him uh, because I've I've listened a couple of times because I look, you got, and and I'm not making comments on them. It's not, no, 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 no. It's not against Joe or John. It's It's just just different. Yeah. It's just, and that's the only way you can put it. And you almost are better off doing your own type of show as opposed to trying to copy the, the Cataldi show. Well, I get you can't it. copy the Cataldi right. show, and they don't want to copy the Cataldi. I mean, no. Joe and John don't want to do that. Um, it is a little awkward at times, but that's that's life. It's always awkward. And it's also people. week one, so yeah, it'll yeah, change. I mean, you got Angelo, you got Steve Fredericks. And Howard. You got Howard Eskin. Yeah. Now, I would almost argue maybe Mike Missinelli could. Oh, could Mike should be in there too. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if you really want to go back, you could say Bill Campbell, but I don't know if Bill did it as long. But those are the guys. I mean, you know, Steve Fredericks, Angelo, and and Howard. We're not exactly talking Chuck Cooperstein here. Yes. Yeah. Look, I like Chuck. I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. I yeah, whatever. But those are the guys that set the tone for this whole thing. Sure. Um. You know, now you could argue that what it's become maybe ain't. You know, there are times when I cringe when I listen now, but it's changed. It, it's you know, it's it's not what it was in nineteen nineties or even the two thousand. You know, the first decade of the century. And look, and I've gotten to know a lot of these people personally. I don't know the camera Richie as much, but I know Joe Gillio, and I'm happy for Joe at the midday. Um, I I love I love John Kincaid. You know, the, the conversations I've had with John over the years have been great. Ty Johnson, who we've had on this podcast, has been awesome to me. Um, uh, God, Cuz, you know, Cuz should be in any conversation about. Yeah, he, he, him and Mike, I kind of. And, put, and Mac now, for that together, matter. Sort of. Right. And, and Mac now is also in that mix as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Glenn, you know, Glenn wasn't like an angel. Like, he wasn't kind of like. um the voice, and I don't mean that to demean it. I don't mean it that way, but he's been a voice, and yeah. he's been a constant voice for now, what, going on 30 He's years the adult in the room. He's the yeah, adult I'll, in the I'll room. I'll tell you another guy. I'll give you another guy, although Jody Mack. Yeah, Jody as well, and and we love yeah. Jody and, you know, our buddy Ricky Ricardo, and you know, there's a lot of uh, John Johnson who we have on this show or we had on this show frequently. Um, I'm hoping we can still get some people from IP. I don't know if that's going to be the case as much because of my affiliation at the other station uh, at 97.5, but who knows? Um, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's just I felt it was necessary to say how how much in the morning Angelo has been a big part from the time I was going to Temple and getting on the three bus at Bridge of Pratt. And going out to, yeah. to Temple. There, there were things, and I listened, because I get up in the morning, I try, and so the last, whatever year, but especially the last week, I listened a lot. Right. Um, and especially the last two days that he was on. I listened to his last yep. 10 minutes. Of, and I, and I, Which was and awesome. There were some things that I didn't like about Angelo's show. I just thought the callers had, you know, I could only take so much Eagle Shirley. I, and I, I don't mean that, or Marissa calling from Japan, or, you know, and the guys who kind of became the identity to show, and I thought just had too much, you know, the thirty thirty guys. And, and I don't mean that to, to, I'm just saying, sometimes I could only take so much of that. Mm-hmm. But Angelo was entertaining. Sure. And there were times they would do stuff 
And I'm going to miss Jonesy not being on. Uh, I'm absolutely. Gonna miss I'm going to miss Al. But, yeah. Um, I really am. And honestly, one thing that made the Cataldi show so great was the fact that he got the best interviews. He's a, he's a really good interviewer. He was a I really mean, good interviewer. Interviewer, and, I guess. I right. And, and honestly, the comparison between him and Stern, a lot of people have made that comparison. Uh, and they're different. Yeah, they both were outrageous and all that. They're different different topics and all that. But to their bolts, the nuts and bolts, they were terrific interviewers. Yeah, well, I thought it would be interesting that, like, you know, he would have Sirianni on. Right. Right. Every week because they had, you know, a contractual thing or whatever it was. And then Sirianni, the one week near the end of the year, or maybe after they beat the came Falls on, him out. stole the virtues of Gannon. And, and Angelo had to kind of eat it a little bit. Right, and then after the super, he was just like, "Then he you know, hit." I get Nick Sirianni to apologize, and I think Angelo overstepped his bounds sometimes. But that's right. what guys like him do. Howard does it all the time. Yeah, um, Mike did it. Uh, Anthony does it. Some, I mean, that's what guys do. Yeah, I think the bad part of talk radio is when guys who don't necessarily have the cachet of those kind of guys, right, try to do that, and I think it comes off the wrong way, right? Because I think you have to have a certain I don't know what because it's like I'm knocking the younger guys right. or the newer guys. Well, I don't mean it that way. Um, let me clarify. Let me clarify one thing I said. By the way, when I mentioned about I hope I could get the VIP guys, I have not asked anybody since I've gone the 975. I have not asked anybody from WIP to come on. So it's not. I don't know if it's a policy or anything. I think I'm. I don't know either. I look. All, all I know is I listen to a lot of talk radio because I'm driving around. I wake up in the morning. I put. It's just. It, it's not going to be the same. No. We all knew it wasn't going to be the same. No. And Angelo even admitted on his last show that, like, he's, you know, the last, he's been a little bit, the last couple of years haven't been as much, you know, he, he needed to lean on Rhea more and yeah. and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. understandable. He's 70 years old. Yeah. You know, you're allowed to feel that. He probably, and realistically, probably should have retired a few years ago, maybe when the pandemic hit or something, you know, but he did. No. And, I mean, Howard's still going fairly strong. You know, he's not on five days a week anymore, but, no. you know, he does his thing. I'll tell you the guy. And, and, I, and I'll, say one th- I'll say one thing about Howard. Howard is the biggest hustler in a sense of you see him at everything. He at has everything. his bad points, he, he, but he's got his good points. And, and I, I have a few bones to pick sometimes with him, but then there'll be times when I think he's very good. Yep. And, and, and uh, But I'll tell you, the guy I like the most, and, and there's a lot. But, and I do like Ricky Ricardo. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to admit that. I just think Jody Mack, to yeah. me, is the best listen well, on the radio because he never comes off as an asshole. And there's too many guys who I think want to try to be the asshole yeah. or try to say something for the sake of saying it so that I'll talk about it. Yep. And Jody just comes on and he gives you knowledge. Yep. He's entertaining. He gets good guests. He's not afraid to admit when he's a, was he, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I, I just think, like, if you said to me right now, and, and I used to feel about this with Ray, too, when Ray was on with Glenn, they were great together. Right. You know, and look, Sealski does a good job. Sealski's really good, too. Yeah. He is. But Ray was, Ray, Ray and Glenn just had a... a um, it was different. It, it, yeah, it, but it, they had a really good rapport. Yeah. They had a really good, uh, I think, you, you know, Glenn was smart enough to let Ray kind of roll, but he was also good enough to know when his input was important and how he could kind of lead the conversation and, and, and get ready to say certain things. I, I just think they were, I, I forget that Glenn's been on that long. Yeah. Uh, so you're on tomorrow. What time? Uh, nine to 11, nine to 11 on the gambler on iHeartRadio. Yeah, here, there and everywhere. We're, we're, although we're mostly at parks. Exactly. Uh, I'm on tomorrow, three to six on, on Saturday, three to six on ninety-seven five, flying solo. I'll have Alex Coffee uh, from Spring Training. There you go. And I'll have Kai Carlin from uh, USA Today's uh, the Six or Wire. The question I have for you is: When are you going to convince your program director to let me come on with you? And if he doesn't like it, he never has to bring me back. I will. It's not that you know, and maybe he uh, won't like it. Right. And then totally possible. And then I have uh, D and I on Sunday four to eight. So you'll be you'll be talking some basketball. Yes, we will. I I, I like D. D was I used to like it. You know, look, we have Michael doing DNL all those, and Michael was great. You know, he I thought that was one of the toughest right. jobs anywhere was orchestrating that circus. 
But when sometimes we would have like D would come on and be the host or Amy would be the host. And it was nice. So Ron Burke would be the host. And it was just a little different. But I always thought D was really good at, at what she did. And um, oh, Fadul, uh, Fadul was one of my, one of my oh, favorites. Amy, Amy, Amy was Mike. awesome. Yeah. Amy was, she was always one of the nicest people going. Um, there was no doubt, but. Um, but yeah, it's a di- it was a different vibe with Barkin. It was. Yeah, I like people. I like work like we. I like working with people that make it easy. Yeah. To f- and make you feel comfortable. Well, and that's what and Michael everyone, did. Yeah. Every once in a while, we would get. I'm trying to think. I, I don't like because sometimes they had to put people in there just because they, you know, maybe everybody was on vacation or something, and it was just a little like it, it just didn't feel the mm. same. Um, it wasn't their fault. It, it, you know, could have oh. been our fault. Um, our buddy Neil did it a ton. Oh Hartman. yeah, we had, we had yeah. Christ, I'm forgetting all the people now that did it. Leslie probably did it. I don't, I'm, I'm you trying. know. I, and actually, I want to get Leslie on as we get closer to baseball. Anyway, but um, yeah, I, you is, know, she, is she still doing anything for anybody or like? She, she's actually like a consulting firm for players right now. I think. Oh, okay, but she doesn't do or like she's work. There. She's done some PR work and everything as well. Yeah, but not on the air. Like we not on the air show. now. Yeah. Yeah, people forget, you know, when 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 Comcast started, her and Neil were the were the two people. That yeah. was, yeah, her, Neil, and Michael. And yet, and you had Derek in there as well, and D. Right, but but what I'm saying is, I know, um, Neil and Leslie were the face of the station, station. at first because they were the Sports Center people, and Michael was the face because of Daily News Live. And, and that was their three more visible and spotlight, which was their one interview show. Too. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man. You know what they did? They were pretty good for a long time. It's funny because we bring this up in today. Like, um, you know, obviously, if you've been following the on sports business and all these regional sports networks are having trouble and uh, Time Warner with Jones, like four of them decided today they were basically given till the end of March to all the teams to take back their rights Sounds like that the group that owns the Bally Sports is going to end up folding. So there's going to be a big economic impact coming up, and we'll discuss that on another the show. The world is changing, Kevin. Yeah, it is a lot of ways. So real quick before we go, what would that mean for like for like me watching games? Like for the for the for how would that affect like the Phillies, the Sixers, the Flyers? You better get used to streaming. It's not going to affect anything right now for the Phillies, Sixers, or Flyers because NBC Comcast is still good. Uh, but so what you're saying is, if I have Comcast cable, yeah, there may come a point where the, the local games aren't on. It, there could be a point where the regional sports networks go away, and you end up having to like basically get the games in a package of some sort. Yes. Well, and they better not charge me like they're charging me now if they go mm-hmm. away. It I'm may end saying. up being a wash. Now, I'm, all I'm saying is this: I'm not a streaming guy. I, I never, but there's going to come a time where I realize if that's You're going to have to be, I'm going to have to be, and it's going to suck. Yeah. But um, all I know is my cable company then better not be charging me with it because then I'll just get rid of cable. Well, I'm actually, everything. I'm actually getting rid of Directv probably in the next week or so, um, because you know honestly they don't have Sunday ticket anymore, and that's what I mainly got it for. So yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. All right, Mike. That's progress. Yep. <laughs> okay, man. You're right. good. I'll, I'll talk. Listening. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks to you for joining us. We're hoping. Quiet week. We're back next week. This is where going to be. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine off cabin clothes. You had the dog hair and yawn in your hand.